Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect and our weekly look at the biggest news in film, television, and pop culture. For those of you new to the show, uh, there are a couple ways to listen and watch the show. We broadcast this show live every Wednesday on YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Flickr Effect. We, of course, invite you to like and subscribe this post by hitting the thumbs up and subscribe buttons down below. And don't forget to hit that bell icon to be notified about future live broadcasts and any videos we post to the channel. Uh, If you are interested in an audio version of the show, you can also listen to the Flickr Effect podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you listen to podcasts by simply searching for Flickr Effect. By the way, I'm David Lott. Joining me, as always, is Bobby Jackson. How's it going, Bobby? It's going good. How's everybody going out there in YouTube land? I don't know. I don't know how they're doing, but I'm I'm okay. <laughs> they'll let us know. I think they'll let us know how they're doing. I think they will we'll, let we'll us find know. out. But right. uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's um, it's been a while since we've done a news show. Actually, it I, is. I was. I, I was going to know what happened. Honestly, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've we've had a bit of transition as we've been doing more new more YouTube stuff. And yeah, you may have listened yeah. to my intro going, wait a second, you guys haven't done a show. And as I looked at it, I think it's been about a month. <laughs> we haven't done. Has a new, it been that long? I think it's wow. been a month since we've done a new show. But uh, we definitely <laughs> intend on doing these every Wednesday from here on out. I don't really see a reason why we can't do that. So I'll uh, look out for that. I'm, I like, I like doing these. 8 ET? Yeah, exactly. 8 ET, 5 PT. Sure. Yeah, it's been a bit, but we're going to try to stick to some of the more recent news so that we don't go on for four or five hours. But uh, mm-hmm. there was some big stuff to talk about this week, so I don't think you have a shortage of things to bring up, Bobby. I don't. No. And the, <laughs> the, I mean, let's cut to the chase, shall we? Because there was obviously the biggest uh, news story that happened, which was that Michael Keaton looks to be in talks to come back to playing the role of Batman. And uh, it's in the very early stages and the rap is who is who actually got the exclusive on it. And um, I'll read a, a little bit of what they say from, from the rap. It says, after nearly 30 years, Michael Keaton is in talks to return to the role of Batman to appear alongside Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller in Warner Brothers' upcoming movie, The Flash. The rap has learned uh, exclusively. Talks with Keaton are in ver- very early stages it is far from a sure thing and can go either way. No details are currently available about how big or small Keaton's role is. So <laughs> that news dropped. And of course, that's like you know, letting off a, a firecracker in a in a room full of kids. Everyone <laughs> just scattered. And uh, it was like seeing the response in real time when this news dropped, you could you could start seeing it because you you actually alerted me to it because I hadn't seen it yet. And then I saw it yeah, and I, I was think, like, oh, no. I think I just happened across a post in my Twitter feed like right as it happened. Just it was just good timing, I think, where I caught it yeah. first. But anyway, you were saying. So when I saw it, I was like, I don't know, because I, I forget who you saw it from initially. But I was like, well, 
I'm not as familiar with them. Mm -hmm. So who knows if they're as solid with their scoops and reports. But then I saw that it was sourced from the rap. And then shortly after their uh, slash film and some of the others started to pick it up. And I was like, okay, this has to be legit. And then seeing the the full story as to the idea of him being in talks, uh, I think a lot of people ran with that and started saying, well, it's kind of a definite thing or they are saying like he's going to sign for multiple movies and and kind of be like a, a Nick Fury person. But none of that has been verified or, or, or right. even um, vetted, really. It's just people kind of jumping off the point of the idea and this sparking conversation. Well, and I will say like some of the I, stuff you mentioned, at least according to the rap who like you said first broke the story. I mean, they were definitely saying yeah. it like their source seemed to indicate that that was the idea behind his existence in the DCEU. Now you're right. Whether or not that comes to fruition, we'll find out. But I don't think all of that was just complete speculation. It does sound like they, their source did kind of indicate that that was a possibility, right? Which part? The part about like him being in multiple films and kind of having this Nick Fury kind of presence in the DCEU, almost like a, I don't know, I forget how they put it. And I could look the quote up myself. Like I forget what exactly they said. So I'm looking at it right now. Okay. And I, within the, the, the part that I'm looking at in their story, I don't see particularly, particularly especially not in the beginning of the 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 talk of it them mentioning anything about multiple movies oh, okay. or or anything else it just mentioned because in that first paragraph they said uh you know it can go either way as if he's signed and no details are available how big or small Keaton's role is okay so i think if you know they had knew more about multiple movies they would have said well you know probably within that first paragraph right. but um when I look through it, and I think I end up picking up the idea of the multiple movies from uh, Slash Film, uh, okay. but I don't know if they got it from something else or whatever. But uh, yeah, so obviously the that's the talk of the town, and yeah. on the surface of it, I mean, it just seems awesome, really, just <laughs> the fact that they would go there. I mean, who would have ever thought that we'd see Michael Keaton? possibly back in this role again, especially after you do something like Birdman, mm -hmm. which kind of deconstructs the whole thing. And then you see he pops up in Spider-Man and these the vulture in that and seems to be something that uh, they're going to revisit, especially if you've seen the latest trailer for or the, the trailer for Morbius. It looks like it's that character again. We right. don't know that for sure, but seems very odd to, to have him again in a Marvel-esque movie if he's not playing that same character. Right. But yeah, for him to come back uh, as Batman, that's a whole other thing in and of itself. So uh, just seeing the idea, it was like I, I, I am just like everyone else. My mind starts to go to all these different places of what it can mean. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm trying to temper that just because, one, he hasn't signed on the dotted line. And two, um, I imagine that whatever he does – it may be something completely different than what we're thinking. But my my thought mainly is that the reason why it said it could still go either way and that it's in the very early stages is because something you mentioned, which is maybe this could have been something for San Diego Comic-Con. 
And since, you know, they're still trying to dot the I's and cross the T's, right. it wasn't quite ready. And so, but it got leaked and found out. So we're at that stage, but I already so showed my hands <laughs> how excited I am for it. So I don't know how you feel. I haven't even asked you yet. So how do you feel about the news of the possibility? Well, before I forget, yeah, I mean, the timing in terms of this announcement and when Comic-Con would normally be happening, which is what, about a month or less, less than a month at this point. Yeah. Uh, it seems funny. It's hard not to imagine this happening if Comic-Con were still happening and this being announced in Hall H. I will say if San Diego were still happening, I and especially if I had the chance to be there in Hall H on Saturday, I would be bummed that it leaked um, ahead of time. But I have a yeah. feeling it leaked on purpose. And uh, I won't be, sh I mean, I, I get the impression or at least I wouldn't be surprised if this leak was kind of intentional. And if indeed San Diego was going to happen, that this leak wouldn't have happened. Because, yeah, having that announcement in Hall H completely unannounced, like Michael Keaton walking out on stage, is it's definitely a missed Hall H moment for sure. Like, I can't imagine the reaction of him coming out to announce, like, he's coming back as Batman. Like, like you said, I don't this is not something I think UI anybody was speculating was really a possibility to happen. I think it would have been pretty big. Um, yeah. As for my thoughts, I think it's amazing. I mean, I haven't gone too far down the rabbit hole of like, oh man, what does this mean? And trying to imagine him in multiple mm. films. I think I've just, you know, especially considering it's a flash movie, the idea that, you know, since it's already been speculated, this would be kind of a flashpoint uh storyline it makes sense of having a batman or any other characters from you know the other films and kind of a multiverse kind of aspect it it, it fits and i i guess even with that in mind i never would have guessed you could have gotten michael keaton to do this even though i think overall right. i've gotten the impression he seems like he's he's you know doesn't hate that he was batman i think he's kind of embraced the role um yeah, there was Birdman, but I don't, I don't, I didn't take Birdman as like a, oh, this is my response to that movie I wish I had never done, you know? Um, yeah, no, I think this is, this is amazing and it's kind of perfect. And my only concern is that there's been a lot of announcements out of Warner Brothers DC and stuff that mm. has still not happened. And true, true. I don't feel like that's the case here, <laughs> but. You never know because they've they've announced a lot of stuff in Hall H on stage that we have still yet to see any evidence of actually happening. So that would be my only worry. Well, and we also have to keep in mind, too, that they haven't announced this at all. No, they haven't. And that this has just been something that got leaked. So that's always the hard part, too, because if we had to go back and parse through all the different things that uh have been talked about from dc as far as being some sort of project that's in works we'd have to look at see what actually they said and announced that they were going to do and what people have leaked in, in terms of them saying that they were going to do i don't even know where those distinctions lie at this point because there's been a decent amount of both that <laughs> they've shot themselves in the foot by announcing things that didn't happen and then there's been leaks of stuff that they were working on that just hasn't either come to fruition or that got 
essentially killed off. But it's hard to know exactly where where we stand with them, uh, just because of the mix of both, really. And so it, you you kind of get this thing where, at least I do. I don't know about you, but I get this thing where I, I get my hopes up in terms of what DC is doing, or it, in terms of how it sounds on paper. And then I'm thinking, okay, this could work out. This could be good. But then one reason or another, it just doesn't end up happening. So you kind of you kind of get a little disenfranchised from them a little bit just mm-hmm. because you know, of the start and stop of it all. And at this point, I'm really curious to see when and if we ever get that Black Adam movie. I mean, The Rock talks about it still all the time in a way that you think it's a real thing but it's still they've not gotten in front of a camera yet Mm -hmm. so (laughs) until that happens it's still hard to believe that thing will even ever happen and that was like practically the first thing that they announced really it's been so long ago so who knows but yeah i mean that's the story and at least on the on the news of it alone, the idea of it is it's exciting and um, hopefully it happens. And I'm keeping my expectations in check in (laughs) terms of even if he does get signed, not expecting too much more than a cameo uh, because that could be all it is. It, It could be something just a quick scene it may not be something more substantial. Uh, I am hoping that it is, but I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because uh, then when you get the final product, you can, you can be mad, but then it's like, well, why are you mad? They didn't tell you that they were doing anything more than what, what it is. So. Yeah, you just I, would think that with that caliber of person, that right. it would be something more. But I, it may not be in their hands. Maybe he says he only wants to do this right. one thing and as a cameo. So we'll see. I'd be. I guess. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say. I mean, if I had to bet, I would. I would definitely put my money on that. He'll. It'll be at least a little more than a cameo. Um, I'd be surprised if after all of this the announcement just involved yeah like a quick like oh hey there and there he is in like the costume or with the cowl off or something and then that's it like you know that i could see reserved for like a ben affleck actually popping up as batman which we don't really expect him to ever put that costume on again or any other major kind of cameos that they could throw in from all of the various stuff they've done shit joaquin phoenix is the joker (laughs) you know anything I could see kind of quick cameos. So I, I not really, but I think, you know what I mean? Like, I think that I, I, I think, yeah, this was a leak and Warner brothers hasn't officially said anything, but I, I just get the impression based on this kind of leak and the fact that the bigger outlets like Hollywood reporter are reporting on it, that it, it's not so unintentional that we know about this, if that makes sense. Mm. And which means I it think does, it's a, I, I which to me means it's going to be bigger than just a tiny little cameo kind of role. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I would hope so, but I won't go beyond it right. until we hear more from them. Mm-hmm. So, well, we'll we'll keep you posted on that. Yep. Uh, I guess that kind of leads into my second thing that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, Warner Brothers, because we, as you mentioned, the uh, San Diego Comic Con not 
happening right now. Um, Warner Brothers is going to still do something for DC and it's called uh, DC Fandom. Uh, it's a virtual experience that will cover uh, films, TV, and comics that they will be doing uh, online. And when you mentioned before that maybe this would have been something that could have been announced as far as Michael Keaton goes at Hall H and Comic-Con, my mind immediately went to, well, they could have also done it here at this DC fandom. I, I don't think that there would have been anything to prevent it because if if everything is in a way that how we normally would watch something at comic-con where it's scheduled at a specific time for a panel to be for like let's say warner brothers dc movie slate um then you could see where they would be able to have someone that's essentially well basically moderating moderating that panel and then they could say that they have a surprise and then it goes to Michael Keaton and shows him that he's saying he's back in the Batman thing. So not exactly the same uh, thing as Hall H, but along the same lines. And so I still think that that could have been a moment for them as well. And who knows if it's not, maybe this again being leaked kind of kind of maybe put a damper on it a little bit in terms of it being a, a nice surprise if you all of a sudden go to the Zoom and it cuts to Michael Keaton and him announcing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, it still seems like it could be a likely thing. And I'm looking at the the article that I got from Deadline and they mentioned a, a little bit about uh, what it's about. And I'll, I'll just kind of read some of it and it says, uh, the event will feature a merging of all of your favorite DC superheroes and supervillains from the past and present and will be available to a DCFandom.com for a 24-hour time, time frame. Fans will be treated to highly anticipated announcements, exclusive footage, and the latest news from WB Games, Film, and TV, and Comics, as well as an opportunity to hear from the cast and creators from its vast library of DC films and TV series, including Aquaman, The Batman, Batwoman, Black Adam, uh, Black Lightning, <laughs> DC Superhero Girls, DC Legends of Tomorrow, DC Stargirl, Doom Patrol, The Flash, Harley Quinn, Lucifer, Pennyworth, Shazam, The Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Superman and Lois, Teen Titans Go, Titans, Watchmen, and Young Justice Outsiders. And it says on top of that, fans will have the chance to hear more about the much talked about Snyder Cut to Justice League, which will drop on HBO Max in 2021 as well as the forthcoming Wonder Woman 1984, which is set to open the- in theaters October 2nd. So, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive, honestly, when you think about it in terms of trying to put on an online event and schedule it out where you're going to have people from these shows and movies and comics to coordinate and be in a part of this whole virtual experience. I, I, honestly, it's really cool. I mean, in lieu of being able to go to San Diego and see these panels, but knowing that they're still going to do something at all, who knows if it'll be a success, if it'll work properly, if the if the equipment works, if we hear the voices right, who knows technically what technical wise if it'll work. But the idea of them doing this, I think, I give them a lot of credit for and a lot of points for because they didn't have to, and maybe they could have just slid something into the SDCC online thing that they're doing because. Even though there's no in-person event for San Diego Comic-Con, they are doing a San Diego Comic-Con at home 
where they're going to plan to have panels and do some footage from movies and TV shows as well. But Warner Brothers doing this as a separate event, I think is pretty cool. So uh, I don't think we've had a chance to really talk about it. So I don't really know where you stand on, on this whole idea of them doing this and, and what you think of the, of the presentation at all. Um, uh, I agree with you that I think it's smart. Uh, the impression I get, and I guess this is just speculation, is that, uh, yeah, maybe they had big things planned for San Diego, kind of going back to the Michael Keaton stuff we just talked about. And to them, like, missing that experience because San Diego Comic-Con was canceled, it was like, well, what can we do to, with all, with all these plans we had in place for, like, this big Hall H, you know, Saturday, uh, well, hey, we'll do our own thing. I mean, yeah, they could do it, I guess, with San Diego Comic-Con at home. But, I mean, considering they don't have to, you know, take part in that because... They, I don't know. They can do it online. They can do whatever they want now. I guess they. Right. I, I get the impression that you're like, oh, we'll go down the road and just doing our own thing online. And I think it's a good idea. I mean, I think either would have been a good idea if they had still participated in in the uh, San Diego Comic Con at home experience. That's cool. I'm not really even familiar how that's gonna hold, that whole thing's gonna work. But right. Um, I think this is a good idea. I mean, I guess my when I first uh, looked into it, I was I I hadn't really read a lot of details, and I guess my mind just assumed, hey, maybe this is going to be a multi day kind of thing. And when I realized, oh wow, this is just like for straight up twenty four hours, I guess in a way that makes sense. Part of me is like, oh, does it really have to be restricted to only a twenty four hour period? But I see it both ways. Overall, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I didn't mention the date, but the date that that's set for is August 22nd, and right. it will be at 10 a.m. starting uh, Pacific time. Pacific, so, yeah. Yeah, just, just I, I can't wait to see how it all shakes out and see if it's a success, how they will handle that next year. Will that inspire them to do a little bit more mm -hmm. offline and pull away from San Diego Comic-Con? or um, you know, will it just be a one-off thing and, and then kind of go back to business as usual next year? So we that, shall see. That's tough to say. Yeah, I guess that's the, that depends on where we find ourselves come early right. summer next year and how things are going. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting to hear about <laughs> Dragon Con. They they still haven't made an announcement about that. I was a sorry sidetrack kind of comment. Yeah, but uh, I know, but. I can understand why they still haven't really said anything there because that's in October, right? No, that's actually the first weekend in September. That's Labor Day weekend. Oh, so okay, it's getting. I I agree with you, and we won't dwell on this too long. I agree with you that uh, that I understand why they've kind of held off. They online. There's definitely a growing contingent of fans, Dragon Con fans, that are like getting louder and louder. Like, hey, what is going on here? Or what are you guys going to announce? Because people want to make plans. Um, but I, they, they actually posted something today saying that they will start honoring if you just want to choose to roll your badge over to next year. You can basically no matter what is what it sounds like. But they haven't mm -hmm. announced yet if they're going to cancel and they're 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 saying that they will have a decision by early july so okay. maybe in the next couple of weeks or so 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the host hey, hotels, a lot of the host hotels for Dragon Con have already started allowing guests to, no matter what, go ahead and roll over to 2021. So that's good. I, really I, good. for me, I'm just like I'm holding off just to see what happens. There's a part of me that even if sure. it, there's a part of me that doesn't want it to happen just because I don't have to make a decision and I can just go, yep, it's canceled. Because if it does happen which it will have to happen under a ton of restrictions. It definitely won't be the same convention. Then I'm going to be torn. Like I've already got a reservation. I could just go ahead and make a weekend of it. And yeah, it'll be different, but you know, I'll be safe. But then there's a part of me. that's like, uh, do I really want to be in that environment where I'm going to be tempted to be more social? And it's tough. I, I don't know. And then that's actually a, a decent segue into our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it is. is. Uh, yeah. So within the last, I'd say maybe a couple weeks, we had been getting some word of some of the theater chains starting to reopen. Um, I believe I know that uh, Cinemark and, and that owns Regal is the first one I recall hearing about them saying, okay, we're going to open. I, I want to say July 15th. I may be wrong on that date, but I'm pretty sure that was the date or that week of that they were going to reopen theaters and they, they among a couple others laid out their, their plans for reopening and how they will welcome back customers and, and their cleaning process and everything that they're going to do in order to stay consistent with what's going on in the world and making sure people are safe. So then I had been more curious about AMC and their plans because uh, like you, I have the A-list, and so that allows you to go see the movies, uh, three movies per week, if you pay the the subscription subscription fee. So I'm like, okay, that's my theater of choice because I have this A-list program, and I want to see what they're doing. And they come out and say, okay, yep, we're opening on July 15th as well, and we've got all these different things we're going to be doing as far as keeping the the theater clean and making sure everyone is good our employees will be wearing masks and keeping safe distancing but one thing that they <laughs> failed to say actually they did say it but they they addressed it in such a way that it made people pretty angry and they said that uh as far as the customers themselves wearing the mask well they didn't want to make it a political thing. And so uh, they said, basically, come as you are. You don't have to wear a mask. Uh, if you don't feel like it, that's cool. We're not going to tell you you have to. Well, that didn't sit right with a lot of people because I saw on social media, people were going after AMC hard, real hard. And it didn't take them long to, to reverse that uh that idea of not wearing masks and, and they promptly within 24 hours released a new statement saying that uh, there in fact will be a mask policy for people coming into the theater. And the, uh, the, I think the exception of it is inside the theater itself, uh, when you're seated, you don't necessarily have to have the mask which I think, and, and I could be wrong, and I'll have to just verify it through the story, but uh, I think some other places are saying that you need to wear the mask in the theater as well, unless you're eating. So I, I think their position was that 
whether you're eating or not, you don't have to wear it inside the theater itself when you're watching the movie. I was but, curious uh, about that I will part. That. that part I I also hadn't heard like a clarification on whether or not once you were in your seat, you were free to take it off or what the what the expectation was there. But it sounds like you're, right. you're not yeah. certain either. Yeah, I'll double check it. But uh, it kind of goes back to what you were saying as far as with Dragon Con and how you'll feel about going. And that's in September. We're talking about July, mm-hmm. mid-July here where theaters will be open. And so far, without having um, pushed it back or anything or, or made an announcement, Disney is going to be first out the gate with their Mulan movie, uh, I believe, on the 24th. And they weren't going to be the first. It was going to be Tenet. Right. But they moved back to July 31st, if I got that date right. And so, so yeah. now we're at this position where... Um, not only are, is it close and, and coming, um, we have places like where you live and places like where I live where COVID counts are going higher as All opposed right. to going lower. Uh, will this thing happen? I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> at this point, <laughs> with cases going higher, uh, will it happen in terms of. About, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, I was going to say, will it happen in terms of. Um, Mulan being the first big uh, movie okay. out the gate, will they push that? Gotcha. Will they will they decide to? Because I don't think at this point, none of the theater chains will say, you know what, the counts are too high, we're we're shutting it back down. No, I, I think I they're think so going to go forward no matter what. Right. So it's just a matter of if the studios will feel comfortable releasing their big mo- movies out the gate, right? With the counts rising in some of these uh, high density places. And big box office places. So, um, yeah, how are you feeling right now in terms <laughs> of going back to the theater? Because I know we talked about Tenant and that being the the one to really see. So it is, uh, and that was we were talking about that maybe just within the last five or six days, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Oh, better believe I'm going." But now these count numbers are just <laughs> insane the way they keep rising. Yep. Uh, have you changed your mind at all? Are you still holding steady to going when it comes out, if it's available on that day? <laughs> uh, if as of right now, I probably have changed my mind. Sorry, my dog is making a cameo over here. Um, as of right now, I, uh, I no. don't know if I would, if I would go, um, that it's tough. You're right. Like numbers don't look good here in Florida (laughs) and, and I don't trust people to wear masks and it, I, you know, I see it right here where we are in Orange County. No, we don't have a statewide order like you guys do to wear masks. Um, but we do have a countywide and citywide order here in Orlando and in Orange County. And, but yet, you know, I, I see people without masks all the time. And I would trust that if AMC has a rule for masks, like, you know, you got to walk into the theater, you have to have a mask on. I would trust that they will at least enforce that and people in the lobby. But I still think I have an issue with the idea of being in the actual theater with people and them taking their masks off. And I get the Mm. idea of, oh, there's social distancing that should be happening within the actual theater. You you won't be sitting next to other parties. I think AMC said each row would be empty, you know, between where people are seated. 
But I think right. it's my understanding there's also evidence that, you know, the whole six foot social distancing thing is is definitely a good thing. But, you know, if you're in a room for two hours with people, uh, maybe I don't know that they would be far enough away for me to feel comfortable <laughs> is what I'm saying. Hmm. And I don't know. You're right. We had a conversation about tenant and tenant is tough. It, it's really unfortunate that Tenet is coming out when it's coming out because if it were any other movie, I would definitely be saying no. I, I'm not going to a movie theater probably for the rest of the year. Like, I'm good. <laughs> until yeah. until we have a vaccine, I'm out. I'm going to watch things at home. I've got a lot of tea. I got Breaking Bad to catch up on. I have plenty to do. I, <laughs> as much as I love, we have a, I love going to the movie theater. Obviously we, we talk about this right. stuff every week. It, it's a passion and I don't want the movie theater experience to ever disappear. Um, I don't care how good TVs get and how good sound systems at home get, but uh, no, like I, I don't trust other people right now, unfortunately. And uh, it, it'll be tough for me to see tenant in the movie theaters at the end of the month. And I think it's a bummer that mm. there's, they didn't push it back farther. Maybe if they pushed it back to the fall, I could see things by the fall being to a point where I'd feel more comfortable, but there's a decent chance I won't see tenant in a movie theater. I say that I also have a feeling that tenant will probably even have a return to movie theaters, you know, like even next year sometime considering hmm. when it was released this year, you know, and there being so mm -hmm. many people that didn't get to see it in the theater. And when you know how Christopher Nolan is about ha having his movies experienced just the right way, I could see him yeah. having enough power at Warner brothers to get them to go. Okay. We're going to do another week release of tenant for everybody who didn't get to see it last year because of COVID-19. And yeah. then, then maybe I would get a chance to see it in the movie theater, but I, I, I don't know. There's no doubt that you're right. AMC's first uh, way of addressing the mask issue was was badly done, because <laughs> like, it's not a, it's not a political <laughs> issue. And I I understand as a company they're in a in one sense they're in a tight spot of man. There's because there is an unfortunately large contingent of society that seems to think that it, it's not necessary to wear masks and right. but unfortunately it's not a political issue it is a scientific issue and science is clearly pointing to the idea that uh wearing masks helps prevent the spread of covid 19. it just does and it's not it's not about politics it's about science and it's a bummer that amc uh, addressed it the way they did, but at first, I'm glad that they quickly reversed course. But yeah, you're right. I I even scrolled through Twitter some that night a little bit and was already seeing a hmm. lot of hate headed their way about yeah. the fact that they weren't going to force guests to wear masks. Because if that had def, if that had been the case, I was definitely out. Like, no, no way. I'm not going to a movie theater knowing that there's probably a good majority, possibly, of people not wearing masks. <laughs> there like no nope, right. out yeah so yeah that that's where i am right now with the movie theater experience in the near future it's a bummer so i've been trying to see if i could find where it says specifically um wearing it and and any kind of limitations on it and i don't see anything but uh i would i would encourage people if you are going to amc to maybe look for yourself and see 
what the policy is when you're actually in the theater itself and see if it works for you if you do plan on going back to the theaters uh, once they reopen. For myself, uh, I haven't really said what, what I think. Uh, True, yeah, yeah, what, where are you on this? I understand where everyone's coming from and why. Uh, I feel like there's no way that I'm not going to go watch it. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, being strategic about it. So first and foremost, whenever I go, I'm making sure that through, when I reserve my seat, it's going to be all the way at the top left corner. So I'll row top left corner. So no one's behind me. <laughs> so I can be as far away, you know, I'm above everyone basically. Mm -hmm. And there shouldn't be too many people on my, on my uh, left because it's gotta be the distancing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm above everyone and there, anyone who's closest to me is going to be on my left. Um, that's first and foremost. Secondly, I figure, and this is sort of a benefit of living in Southern California. I'm within a stone's throw of at least four or five different AMC theaters. Uh, I feel like I can probably pick a time and a day where there is less people going to the theater in general, on top of the fact that some people are going to be hesitant to go on top of that. So I feel fairly confident that if tenant comes out, if theaters are open, that I can find some time and some day and a placement for myself to feel comfortable going to the theater. And I, I personally will um, sit through the theater and probably just have my mask on the whole time, just covered. If there's any amount of people in there that I would feel like, okay, maybe I need to have this. If there's like, you know, only a dozen of us and I'm sitting up high and they're kind of spread out uh, lower than me, then I probably feel a little bit more comfortable to not. But uh, yeah, I think that I feel like I can take enough precautions and the way I choose the time and the theater and everything else to be able to say that I will see it when it comes out. It's just a matter of what specifically what day will it be that opening weekend or will it be you know the monday of the weekend that it just came out and when there's maybe less people there i don't know but i know i will absolutely see it in the theater i don't hate your idea for <laughs> seeing it in the theater <laughs> you you could almost convince me to try it but what's funny too especially considering i'm not taking much vacation now this year with everything going on i have plenty of vacation time to burn i could see using a vacation day like on a mm -hmm. monday i'm going to take monday right. off and go see an 11 a.m showing of tenant you know and you sit go. in the top corner yeah it, maybe yep that i guess yeah. if i am going to see it in the theater that's the way but yeah yeah i i I would definitely feel more comfortable if everyone wore their masks throughout the movie. But I, even if AMC said that that's the rule, I know it's not going to happen. AMC is not going to have, no. they're not going to pull an Arclight cinemas, you know, for those who are familiar with Arclight right. or not familiar with it. Uh, you know, I've been there before and you've got somebody in the theater making sure that you're not disrupting at all. Like it's fantastic. It's, it's my dream come true basically. Uh, yeah. and if AMC had somebody like that watching the audience and going, Hey, 
put your mask back on, then great. But we know that's definitely not happening. And yeah, I mean, yeah. theaters make a lot of their money off concessions. They're not going to be able to, I can't see a way for them to reopen and not have concessions open. And if you're going to have concessions no open. Way. They wouldn't do it because that's no where they make their that's money. That's where they make their money. There's no way. And, yeah. and so they're obviously going to have concessions open. Obviously, people are going to be able to eat and drink inside the movie theater. They're going to have to take their masks off. It's just. It's obvious. Okay. So, yeah, it's tough. But if I were to do it your way, that I could see it. You Ma know, maybe. it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I feel confident because there's so many theaters around me. And it, even if I mm -hmm. had to just come out of the pocket and go to a Regal Theater or something, because right. there's there's at least, I, I would say, within a, a, I don't know, maybe even a between a five and 10 mile radius of me, there's got to be at least a dozen theaters <laughs> that I can yeah. choose from to go to of any type of company, whether it's Regal or AMC or whatever. Right. True. Uh, so I feel like I can find a theater mm -hmm. that's got a, a small showing, you know, something because they'll all be showing this movie. So mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like I can find that uh, sweet spot of what would work for me to go to the theater. But, um, one of the things I, I, I'm curious of, I didn't read the story, but I remember seeing it yesterday or today that there was something from Alamo Drafthouse saying so, something to the effect of oh, uh, they will be cleaner or better safer than, than like going to a grocery store. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious what they are planning to do mm -hmm. because there is an Alamo Drafthouse in LA that. If I really want to see it and get a primo experience, because Go you there. know they are just like ArcLight, they are like hawks. They right. will make sure that the, you are abiding by their rules, yep. or you're out of there. So I'm like, oh, that could be an option too, based on how what they de decide to do and how they plan on uh, essentially policing the the aspect of wearing masks. So yeah, definitely got some options. Yeah. And, when I saw uh, that headline, I, out. when I saw that headline, I was immediately bummed that they still have not opened the one here. I don't even know how close uh, they are. I don't even think they're anywhere near opening the one here. Really? And ours has been announced for a while in Orlando. Yeah. I remember when you talked about yeah, it. Yeah. It's been a long time. That was time. how like the LA thing was. They announced it like years before that it actually oh, really? ended up opening. Oh, okay. and I, yeah. I, I would say I remember hearing about them talk about it three years before it actually opened. They're the and Warner Brothers of so movie long. theater exhibitors. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know what took so long, but they finally got it open and, and I did go there for uh, a movie. So and I had a good experience. So yeah, if they have it to where I didn't feel comfortable going into any of the other chains, I, I would say, okay, I know Alamo is going to, going to do this right. And I would go there. So right. yeah, well, well, we'll see how it goes. We only got less than a month at this point yep. uh, for at least, well, oh yeah, I guess it would be a month on the day if Mulan comes out on the 24th. Uh, of uh, July, yeah, so true. we'll see. We will see. Um, one other thing that kind of got announced—that's a somewhat of a big deal, I would say—is Sony finally, finally have given everyone what they've wanted, which is to see and get a little taste of what the PS5 experience will be. They got a chance to show the actual look of the the PS5 and the controller 
and they will have two versions, one a digital and then one that will play uh, 4K Blu-rays. So uh, the one thing that everyone seemed to really be buzzing about was they showed a trailer for the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, which based on the initial game that came out, which was a super huge hit, the Spider-Man game, uh, that character was a, another character in that game and now is getting his own. Um, from the reports, they were saying that it's an expansion, but not an expansion. So I was still kind of confused on, is this co a completely new game? And from what I think I ended up settling on, or at least what the, the info I saw was that, um, I don't know how to categorize it in the terms that they use specifically, but it's not a complete on its own game. That's like 50, 60 hours or something like that. It, it is a shortened version of a game, but maybe we're talking like 20, 30 hours or something like that. And uh, it's will be available on the PS five when it, when it comes out. So uh, there was a leak that I saw that mentioned that the release date for the PS5 would be around November and that the price would be, I think they said, what, 500, I want to say? Yeah, I can't I remember so. what the leak said. It was, yeah, so, and, and this is just a leak, so who knows if it's true, right. but it, to me, makes sense that it could be the possibility. I think and if I, know I you remember being a, a, correctly, a, it was like a, it was a European version of Amazon that like apparently, or like Turkish, right. that accidentally like posted their pre-order for it and pulled it and it yeah. showed a price but sorry go on yeah exactly no and i was just gonna say and i know that you are a playstation owner mm -hmm. so uh do you feel as though you will be getting this day one or will you hold off a little while is there anything that seems like based on the announcement that they made and some of the trailers that they showed that this seems like this is going to be a day one purchase for you uh yeah yeah it's going to be if not day <laughs> one very quickly kind of purchase and i i would argue, i would guess that if it's not day one it's only because i couldn't get my hands on one because i do remember also mm -hmm. hearing that i think uh sony hinted or there was some leak that it, it there's a good chance that they won't have like enough consoles at opening for yeah, pretty supply. much everyone the, the supply won't quite be there um just kind of warning people of that i think but if i can get one mm -hmm. yeah and I mean, honestly, I, I think I had already planned on that even before this reveal and even seeing some of these games. I mean, for me, it's a couple things. Yeah, I, I already have a PlayStation. I like my PlayStation. PlayStation. I I would like to upgrade. I just got a 4K television. Of course, I would love to be able to game in 4K. And not only that, yeah. but the 4K Blu-ray player will be great. I, I ended up getting a more a, a less expensive one for now which is fine, but I, I have had a couple problems with it already where the movie just suddenly stopped in the middle of the movie. <laughs> and, hmm. um, and, but 4k players can be expensive if you want a good one. And I would, I would yep. venture to guess that this one should be a pretty solid 4k, 4k Blu-ray player. So there's also that too. You would so hope. I would it's hope. It's Sony. It's Sony. Um, so no, I won't be getting the digital version. I'll be getting the one that can play discs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I'll I'll almost certainly be buying this. And it's funny too. The <laughs> announcement kind of inspired me to go back to playing Spider Man. I've played Spider Man more this week. I I kind of went away from it, yeah. even though I loved that game. But right. I I just I don't know. Got sidetracked with other 
worthless stuff like Fortnite stuff. and <laughs> and life stuff. And yeah, I've actually gone back and played some more Spider-Man this week. I want to try to to finish that game. I say try, it's not going to be hard, but I I want to finish that game especially before the Miles Morales one comes out. And it's a great game. Again, if I think you've played it at least some, haven't you or no? I have. I have. My son has it, and oh, okay. I played it on his PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation. The last PlayStation I've owned was the PS2. So mm-hmm. um, this one, I do feel like I'll end up getting it. Uh, I, I don't know that I will get the, um, the 4K version. version right. uh, this version, yeah, because uh, I've always been more of a Xbox guy. Um at different times I've owned whatever, all the systems and in different things. But then at a point when you're either paying for these things yourself or just running out of time, you kind of skinny it down to something that's useful for you. And the Xbox has honestly been that for me, uh, for the main reason, not necessarily for me gaming, but because of, it's almost like my media center and it always gets the, the apps brand new, you know, when they first arrive, like the HBO max or, uh, the YouTube TV, any of the stuff that I use and consume as far as media stuff, they always seem to have it covered. So that's always where I've gone for that. But beyond that, I do, if there is one game that I, I tend to like to play and sit down and mess with is it's Halo. And so mm. uh, that is only available on Xbox. Yeah. Although nowadays you can get it on PC if you, if you have that as well. But um for me, I think I could see myself ending up with both systems this time around mm-hmm. and getting maybe the the disc version of the of the Xbox Series X and then just getting the digital version of the uh, PS5 because they have games on there that I've always wanted to play and sit down and, and get into like uh, The Last of Us and then yeah. uh, God of War and the Spider-Man games. So there's obviously things there for me and... Um, you know, I think today they released some new footage for. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but the the new uh, Avengers game, Marvel Avengers game. Oh yeah, they had a live system. event today. I forgot about that. I haven't seen yeah. that yet. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but that's something that would be right up my alley too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, this might be the first time in quite a while where I own both of the big systems. I don't have a Switch, but sorry, is the Avengers right. thing is that a, a PlayStation only title? No, that's uh, all systems. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, sorry. Yeah. What do you or think? At least of... I don't know if it's Switch, but well, true, they may not be on that. But what do you what do you think of uh of that design? The design. Yeah. You know what? When I lo- when I saw it, to me, it looks like it, it kind of looks like a fancy router. Uh, yeah, but it does. I, I like the way it looks. Honestly, um, I would say well, it, specifically, I like the color design. Um, I was wondering, I know, has, has it been said whether or not they'll also just have like an all black version or is it just that? They have not. I, so far, I think it's just what we see. Mm. Uh, I don't know that they plan on making it. There may be skins where, you know, if you get the, the new Spider-Man game, maybe it's in yeah. a black and red or something. Who knows? Like yeah, they something do that like a that. lot. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. As far as what their normal skew will be, they, I, I'm sure this is it, this white and uh, black with the blue lighting kind of thing going on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I like the way it, it looks in that respect. Um, what sort of throws me off with it is that uh, the way the area, if you want, if you bring up the picture again, 
um, where you have that area at the top where it's black and rounded. Yeah. But then those those corners that kind of stick out from that seems like a little weird uh, aesthetic to it to hmm. me. And I, I'm not quite sure. It just doesn't seem to seem like it's angled properly in that way. Like it's the way it sticks out, it seems like it should all be flush. But oh, okay. that's just me kind of seeing it in that perspective. Uh, I know that I've seen reports online where they say you can, it doesn't have to stand uh, vertically, it can be horizontal. And maybe that would be something I would just lay it down more so, but uh, depending on space. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I do I do like it. I know a lot of people don't, or it, at the very least, it seems to be um, kind of split. But I'm on the side where I, I, I do actually like it. It's a little different. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in for the design, but I, I don't know. I don't think I heard what you thought of it. Overall, I like it. Uh, it's yeah. tough because I also like the the new Xbox design. It's got a very simple, yeah. boxy kind of look that I like. But at the same time, I mm-hmm. like this too. I mean, I guess immediately when I saw it, I imagined it somewhere in my entertainment center. And I do have a hard time imagining where in the hell it will go. Uh mm. I mean, yes, I, I would be shocked if you couldn't lay it down flat. And I did see images of it laying down flat, but I wasn't sure if I was seeing like photoshopped kind of stuff or if it was real. I think it was photoshopped stuff. Okay. I don't think anyone had a real uh, image that I saw of it laid down flat that Sony released. I mean, obviously I'll find a way, but for me, like having it, I like the way it looks upright is tough, but I would have nowhere to put it like that. <laughs> Like, uh, you know what? Actually, you know? I take it back. Sorry. Yeah, okay. it does show in the in the Verge article if if you kind of scroll down a little bit, it oh, does okay. show it on its side. Okay, horizontal. Well, then, yeah. I, <clears throat> as much as I, also as much as I like the white and black look, there's a part of me that'd be curious to see like an all black look with just that blue lighting right. coming out of it. I could see wanting that instead. I don't know. Yeah, but I I I like the Xbox look. I'm not gonna buy one console or the other based on the way it looks. Uh, so, you know, in a way it doesn't matter, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. Overall, I love the way the controller looks as soon as they announced that controller, which they had revealed before they revealed the whole Mm. console. I, I think the controller looks sleek, but yeah, no, I mean, but but I like it. Yeah. If I were buying one purely uh, on looks only though, yeah, I'd probably buy an Xbox. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I'm not, no, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that, I I think this is a weird time, and yeah. that I re- will feel like I really will end up with wow. both of these. And uh, yeah, I know, and that's that's saying something because it's been a very long time since I've owned the two major uh, gaming systems that's been out. And I even say that knowing that I probably won't game a ton on either. Really, um, yeah. you know, I I, I think. I can probably count on one hand how many times I've gamed already this year alone by myself <laughs> and it's not much. And so I think maybe I could fill up the other hand by the end of this year. But <laughs> it's not that many times that I, I really will, but there are games that just for whatever reason, I feel like I really want to play mm-hmm. and that uh, I will I- invest in it just to be able to play some of those games. And like I said, there's a, a rich library of games that i I really do would like to play on the PlayStation that are these exclusive series that I've never had a chance to play. So 
uh, I could see doing that at some time as well. Nice. Get both. Maybe I'll get an Xbox too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. They will have a digital version and a and a um, yeah less expensive version too. And but then I've been playing Switch more than anything lately. Thank you, Animal Crossing. Mm. Like I've been uh, playing that yeah. a lot, which is it's nice. It's nice. I to swear. Be- it's nice to be, again, I, I think I talked about it when I first bought my Switch. I, I do like that it's so easy to just play it on a TV and not play it on a TV and just hold it. It's it's nice, but there's no doubt. Like, That's like- there's, there's certain games, though, that I, I, like Fortnite. I can play Fortnite on either a PlayStation, a computer, or on the Switch. And when I have played mm-hmm. it on the Switch, which is rare, if I played on the TV, I definitely can see the, the quality, the visual quality difference is not there on the Switch, but... Anyway, mm-hmm. what were you about to say? Yeah, it's. I was just going to say that it's so funny how Nintendo is. It's, that is like, I say this with all due respect <laughs> and uh, complimentary, but they are like the cockroach of the gaming world. They, they, they won't die. Like it's every time you think <laughs> that they're like on life support and right. that they're going to go under, they find a way <laughs> to crawl back up and and sustain themselves and survive and then it's like when you really look at nintendo they only have a handful of games but they craft them so well and make them so popular that it's enough to keep them alive they had the years where they were very lean but the pokemon pokemon was keeping them afloat (laughs) right then you know they come back with the newer systems and have had a Mario or a Zelda keep them going. And now they've got Animal Crossing just keep them on with the Switch. And it's like that are a lot of they their, always find a way. A lot of their console reveals. I'm saying this and I'm not an expert gamer on this history. Maybe I'm wrong, but it does seem like every other console has been like a hit and then kind of a failure. Like the Wii was huge. Mm. But then the Wii U, I don't I don't know anybody who owned a Wii U. Like yeah. yeah, but then the Switch has been huge um huge, yeah. and what uh, who knows what they'll do next maybe they'll try, try to take a crack at like a full next gen 4k kind of console and it probably won't hmm. they probably won't compete i don't think they'll do that though because i think they have their niche in a more unique yep. product and i was skeptical the first the first time i saw a switch announcement like video i was like ah come on <laughs> that's not gonna really i was skeptical of it and then i ended up buying one i pre-ordered one bought it and it's i've loved it from the beginning i think it's great yeah i remember when you got it and i from the beginning thought it was pretty cool and Mm -hmm. ingenious actually because they've always seemed to do well in that area of having handheld portable systems uh, gaming systems so for me it was like man something that is essentially both things and doing them both well, where it's not only a, a really good handheld system to to carry around and be on the go with, but also right. to be able to dock it and play it on your, on your TV. That just seemed like, how come no one else thought of this kind of thing? But yeah, that's, that's what they're good at. Right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this week's new show. Uh, as always, we'd love to hear back from everyone watching and listening. Uh, first of all, here on YouTube, make sure to comment down below. As I mentioned earlier, like and subscribe this post. Hit that bell icon to be notified about future videos. Um, also, yeah, if you're listening to the podcast version, uh, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio app. 
And we are on Instagram and Twitter as well, Flickr underscore effect. And don't forget our website, flickereffect.com. You can find everything over there. And we'll, we should be back this Sunday with our Sunday show, our normal show, if you will, with the rest of the crew, Yasha and Michelle. We've got another top five list coming, though I don't really still know what that top five list is. I don't, I don't think Yasha has yet revealed it to us, unless I missed it. Well, I thought we had oh, decided that... Uh, yeah, we might be doing we a different top do... five list. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll announce that on social media in the next couple of days what our top five list will be for Sunday. You're, you're right. I, I forgot yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> um, okay. With that, I'm David Lott. And I'm Bobby Jackson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.